Two years ago, I had a crazy idea that turned into a multiple six-figure online course business. On today's episode, I'm sharing my story of how I started and grew my business to where it is today. Stay tuned. I'm Jess. After launching dozens of courses and generating multiple six figures in revenue online, I have learned the right and wrong way to launch an online course. And in the last two years, I have helped my friends and clients generate more revenue with less stress using my aligned launch formula. On this podcast, I'm sharing with you my simple strategies and systems so you can make more money online and make a bigger impact on the world. Keep listening for the Launch Fix Podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Launch Fix Podcast. I am so excited that you are here today. My name is Jess, and I am your host, and I'm so grateful that you are listening today. In today's episode, I want to give you a little bit of insight into who I am and how I started my business. I am a launch coach and course strategist, and I started my business two years ago from today-ish. <laughs> and I'm so excited to share this story with you on how I got started and how I got where I am today. I realized that I really only tell my story on podcasts that I'm a guest on, so I really wanted to share my story on here for all of you guys. So the way that this started was it was the fall of 2018, and we had just gone on a big family trip for my sister's wedding to the UK. And so we had been saving and saving and saving My husband was the only one working at the time, and I had two daughters. We had a brand new baby girl who was six weeks old and a three-year-old daughter at the time. And I was a stay-at-home mom, and he was working. And we went to the UK for a two-week trip for my sister's wedding. We saved and saved and saved. It was a dream vacation, and we drained our savings to go. And so we got back from the UK, and just a few weeks later, um, my husband lost his job. And so... I remember this day so clearly. I got a text from my husband saying, don't be mad. And I was like, okay, I'm not mad. Then he said, come outside. And I was like, oh God. So I walked outside and I saw his car in the driveway and he was crying. And I knew what had happened at that point. If you've ever had anybody that you know who's lost their job, like you know, right? Like there's this intuition. And I walked up to the car and I was like, hey. And he's like, hey, I lost my job. And I took a second and I looked at him and I said, this is the best thing that will ever happen to us. Which I realize now in hindsight is not the most sensitive thing to say to somebody who just lost their job. But I just knew. I knew inside of my heart. I knew in my body that like, this is the thing that's going to change our lives. And so my husband lost his job. And that kind of spiraled things into a new direction. We obviously were unemployed, right? Like my husband was the sole breadwinner. I was working, I was an unfulfilled MLM business owner. I had been in this MLM for five years and I really was just kind of going through the motions at that time. I was fairly successful with it. It was something that like I wasn't bad at, but it was something that I had just really lost my passion for. And so I was stuck in this place where I was making like $1,000 a month with my MLM business, but he really was the breadwinner. And so we ended up having to obviously file for unemployment. We got a mortgage assistance. So we had to file for Medicare or Kate or whatever it is for young people. <laughs> 
And it really was this like rock bottom moment for us. We almost lost our house. We lost our health insurance. We lost a lot of security. And that was really a turning point for me. I, up until that moment, had really been just kind of letting life happen to us. I had been living from the place of our circumstances and just kind of, well, I guess this is what life is, right? This resignation to we're never going to have an extraordinary life. And we had gotten to where we were based on that belief system, that life just kind of was what it was, and we were letting it happen to us. And in that moment, as I was filing for Medicare, I think it's Medicare, care, not Cade, (laughs) Medicare, for my family, I was like, I will never be in a position where somebody else is in control of our circumstances ever again. This fire ignited within me that was like, F this. How is it that one person making a decision can completely rock our lives, can take us from feeling safe and secure and happy to feeling broke and rock bottom and completely screwed? And so that was when I decided that I was going to take our life back into my hands and no longer let other people control our circumstances and our safety. And this fire ignited within me And I knew that I was playing small. And if you've ever been in a place in your life where you are kind of holding yourself back, you know, you know you're playing small. You know you're playing it safe. And I knew, and I think I was more disappointed in myself for playing small and being in that position because had I known that I was trying my hardest and I was doing my best and I was playing a bigger game, I would have not felt so out of control of that situation. And so I knew that I had more in me. I knew that I was staying small and I knew that I was ready to change that. That situation like lit that fire inside of me that I was like, you know what? What would happen if I play all in? What would happen if I dreamed the scary dreams and I took scary action and I tried to do the things that I want to do even though I might fail? And so I had this crazy idea. As soon as I recognized that I was the one holding me back, the universe threw this idea at me that sounded absolutely crazy. When I was in my MLM business, I was running it a different way than normal people. Um, I was not DMing people. I was giving value and kind of running my business more like I do now back then. And I had this crazy idea to teach other people in my MLM how to sell like that. And I'd had people reach out to me about it and ask like, hey, can you teach me this? Like, how are you making sales and like growing your business? Because I was like, I mean, in that MLM, $1,000 a month is fairly successful. I had the ranks. I had the points. I had all of the things. And so I was fairly successful, though not fulfilled in it at all. And I was like, you know what? I could totally teach other people how to do this. And so after ignoring this crazy idea for a couple of days and feeling like a crazy person, I was like, you know what? What have I got to lose? And so I threw it out there. I told my audience like, hey, I'm going to do a free training on this. If you're interested, let me know. And I launched my first course in just three days. Literally, just three days of social media posts, I got people in a Facebook group, I ran a three-day challenge, and I opened the doors to my first course. 
my first program off of a completely crazy idea. And in that first launch, I made $1,500. And I kind of sat back and thought, holy crap. If that's possible, then what else is possible? And I started to see this future, this potential future, that if I had the balls to go for it, could be my future. And so from that moment, I just did it again and again and again. And I set this crazy goal to make $100,000 in my first year. And I remember playing with this number, which is a very like predictable new and online business number, right? Everybody's goal is to make $100,000 in their first year. And I remember sitting with this and I was like, who the F am I to make $100,000 ever, right? I had never seen $100,000. My husband never made $100,000. Like he was making like $40,000 a year at his job. And when I was employed, I was... I think the most I ever made was like $17.50 an hour, which is certainly not anywhere close to $100,000. And so this number felt so unattainable, but I also knew that anything I set my mind to, I can do it. And I really teach this to my clients too, that if the belief is too far away for you to believe, find a belief that you can anchor into. So for example, like making $100,000, my thought was like, who the F am I to do that? But I slid that belief into an anchor belief of anything I set my mind to, I accomplish. And I had a case file of evidence as to why that was true. When I set my mind to go to college and graduate in four years, I made it happen. I went to summer school. I took ridiculous numbers of credit hours because I changed majors halfway through. Like I set the goal that I am going to get my degree in four years and by freaking golly, I did it. And so I knew that anything I set my mind to, I can make it happen. And so if I just had, like the only thing I had to do to make $100,000 was to set my mind to it and I would figure it out. And by taking on that attitude and not worrying about the how, not worrying about the what, not worrying about what I was going to sell to get there, I just set my eyes on this goal and moved full speed ahead. And spoiler alert, I did it. (laughs) I actually hit the 100K in my 11th month of business in December of 2019. And at the end of the, like, fiscal year, because I technically started my business in January of 2019, I had made $106,000 in that year. And that is absolutely mind-blowing to me, even today still, where we've grown even more so from there. And so I just, like, I love telling this story because I feel like quantum growth is absolutely possible. And I'll talk more on this podcast about the mindset about that I had about money before starting my business and the circumstances that I came from. But I want you to know that I did not start my business from a place of abundance and affluence where making $100,000 in a year was at all a thing that we did. In 2018, and my husband and I were actually looking at this um, today and kind of not laughing about it, but really like laughing like remembering about it in a lighthearted way. 
you can see on your credit report the months that you were late on your payment for your mortgage. And we were late on our payment for our mortgage the entire year of 2018. And so we did not come into that situation of my husband losing his job from a cushy place. We were already struggling to pay our mortgage. We had already just spent way too much money on this trip to the UK, which was a wonderful trip, and I don't regret taking it, but we were not the most responsible humans with our money. And so this crazy idea of starting a business from scratch and wanting to make $100,000 in a year was exactly that. It was freaking crazy. But I knew that if I set my mind to it, I could make it happen. And so in that first year, we did it. We made $100,000. And we are wrapping up the second year of my business. It's currently December. And we have already made $250,000 this year. And I don't know where we're going to finish the year out. I have a couple more things up my sleeve. My goal is still three hundred k, But I cannot... I cannot stress enough how much that growth gets to happen when you decide to no longer let life happen to you and you take back the reins. So one of the things I wanted to talk about on today's episode was that over the last two years of launching a crap ton of times and helping my clients have better and better launches, I've learned a thing or two. I didn't get to that 100K by launching one program. I was really kind of throwing things at the wall to see what stuck. And one of the biggest mistakes that I see online coaches and course creators making is exactly what I did in that first year of my business. And I call it spaghetti launching. And spaghetti launching is when you have an idea and you throw it out there to your audience, much like my very first launch. And you talk about it for a couple days, but then you get little to no response. And then you pull back because nobody is responding to what you have to say. So then you stop talking about it. And then you start making it mean something about you. Oh my God, was that a bad idea? I'm not very good at this. I can't be successful. And then you decide that it was a failure. And when you do this enough times, you create the story that launching is hard, exhausting, overwhelming, etc. And maybe you're there right now too. Maybe you're stuck in this cycle of spaghetti launching where you're throwing things out there because you're so excited about it. And you're talking about it, but nobody is really giving you that feedback back. So then you start to pull back and then you start to tell yourself that you're not good at this. And then you stop talking about it and then you decide that it's a failure. And this cycle is what makes you believe that launching is overwhelming, exhausting, etc. And after doing my fair share of launches this way, like I mentioned, I discovered that there are a few key things that you can do before a launch that can make a really huge difference. And in my business, I teach my clients what I call the aligned launch formula, which leads them and their audience down the right path to creating effortless, profitable launches. It shouldn't really come as a surprise if you can take a step back and look at it that throwing an idea out to your audience without any precursor and without any warm up doesn't really go that well. 
And it probably isn't a surprise to you, too, that when you stop talking about something, people forget about it. Or if you mention something for a couple of days or maybe a week, that people aren't immediately jumping on it. Because of the algorithm, the way that people process information, not a lot of people are waiting with bated breath for you to make offers. They're not watching every story that you share waiting for you to sell to them. And so it makes total sense that if you throw an offer out there without any precursor, and then you only talk about it for a couple days, that people are just not going to be on board yet. But there are strategic things that you can do ahead of the launch that will make all the difference, that will prep your audience so that they know that something is coming and you make them excited for you to finally offer it. So when you finally say, hey, this is my program, They're like, oh my God, yes, I want in. I don't even care, right? They don't even care about the details because you've already made them want it. And so on this podcast, you will learn about the five phases of an aligned launch, which is what I teach my clients. And the first one is energetic alignment. And that is really making sure that what you are selling, how you are serving, and how you're showing up in your business is in alignment with your own energy and your own desires and your own goals. So many times, and again, I was there, I say this all from experience, we create something because somebody else is creating it. Or we think we have to serve a certain audience because somebody else is successful doing that. Or we think we have to do things a certain way because that's how other people are doing it. But at the end of the day, your business only works when it's in alignment with who you are and your own energy. And so we're going to talk a lot about that on this podcast and how to be in energetic alignment with your message, with your business, with how you run it, and with the things that you do. The second phase of aligned launching is messaging alignment. And this is so key as well. All of these are key, which is why they are the five phases. So I'll probably keep saying that. But this is so important because your messaging is what builds the ecosystem for your audience. It makes them feel like they are a part of something. It makes them feel like they want to be in your ecosystem, that they want to learn more, that they want the transformation that you provide. You are painting the picture of what their life will look like once they make the decision to join you with your message. And if you're not painting a very bright picture, people are just not going to pay attention. And so I'm really going to talk about the different elements of messaging, why messaging is so important, and how you can start to level up your messaging so that you can do that front end work and you can start to build the ecosystem and attract your aligned audience before you offer anything to them. And that brings me to the third phase, which is audience alignment. And this is also so key (laughs) because you could have the perfect offer, but if you're not offering it to an aligned audience, it's never going to matter. For example, and I love using examples when it comes to like nutrition because it's such a polarizing and easy to understand thing. This would be like saying, I have the best keto program ever. I'm going to teach you how to track your macros, how to be, I don't even know keto, so I'm just going to ramble off some things, how to eat all the meat and all the cheese and all the fat. And you're talking to an audience of vegetarians. Is that going to resonate with them? You might have the best keto offer of all time, but if your audience isn't the aligned audience for that offer, does it matter? Those vegetarians aren't going to buy your keto thing. Of course they're not. 
And I see so many people, and again, I did this too, launching things to the audience that's not in alignment with that offer. And so on this podcast, I'm going to teach you how to figure out who your aligned audience member is and how to grow an aligned audience so that you are launching with the right messaging to the right people at the right time. The fourth phase of an aligned launch is offer alignment. And offer alignment is all about what you are offering people, obviously. Offer alignment is so important because, again, it comes down to what it is that you're offering them. If it's not actually going to solve the problem that they have, people don't want it. And I think that there's this misconception out there in the industry right now that if you just throw a bunch of crap into an offer, people will see the value in it. And I don't think that's true at all. I think that people don't want to buy more than what they want. And so if something is a kitchen sink offer that just has all of this crap thrown into it, people are less likely to buy it because it doesn't specifically solve their problem. People want their problem solved and they want it solved efficiently. They don't wanna have to wade through videos and videos and videos and templates and PDFs and all this crap that are not going to get them the ultimate result. And so you should focus on an offer that's going to get the job done in the least amount of time with the least amount of resources because that's what's gonna give them the best and quickest transformation, which is what people truly want. So on this podcast, I'm going to talk about the five elements of an aligned offer and really go deep into what those things are so that you can shift your offers right now and start making more sales with them. And the fifth one is launch alignment, which you should have saw coming. (laughs) Launch alignment is the system and the strategy and the process of launching that so many people miss, right? I think One of the biggest mistakes, there's a lot of mistakes that people make, but one of the biggest ones is thinking that a launch is throwing something out there and that's it, right? And that's not the most effective way to do it. That would be a spaghetti launch, which is something we talked about earlier. But when you have the right launch system and you have the right steps in place and you follow a proven launch system, like what I teach in my programs, then it kind of goes beyond your emotions. Our emotions often overtake our launches. And I have been there. Like I said, everything I teach, I totally did too. But what you might be experiencing currently is like if nobody buys your offer on day one, you maybe talk about it less and you maybe don't send that email and maybe your energy isn't as high and maybe you skip that live video where you were going to talk about it and maybe you don't go on stories that day because you let your emotions overtake your launch execution. And at the end of the day, your emotions are the thing getting in the way of profitable launches. So I'm going to teach you how to take, remove your emotions about the outcome from your launches and run them like a system so that it's already put in place and it doesn't matter how you feel while you're going through it, you're still going to get your message out there so that your audience can get the offer that they desperately crave. And so this is really huge and I'm gonna talk about it all over the podcast because there are so many little things that you can tweak to start seeing results with launching this way. So like I said, I'm going to dig deeper into each of these areas, as well as share the tactical step-by-step actions that you can take to fix your launches in your own business. 
And in this podcast, you can expect a mix of launch strategy, actionable tactics, interviews with fellow experts and students of mine, as well as the nitty gritty launch debriefs where I will go deep into the numbers of my own and other people's launches to share the ups and downs, the lessons, the wins, and true transparency of launching in the online business industry. This is such a core value for me with transparency. There's a lot of marketer math out there and a lot of people who are throwing numbers out with very little information as to what that actually means. And I think it's creating this misconception about the coaching industry that is a really easy thing to change. And so by sharing with transparency what our launches actually look like and what my clients' launches look like and what my friends and other experts in the industry's launches look like, not only will you learn from their experiences, but you'll also gain realistic expectations for your own launches, which can only help you grow your business. So each week, we will have a new episode for you to show up, learn, and grow your business. And I am so excited to welcome you to the Launch Fix podcast. This has been on my heart for a long time, and I've had a podcast prior to this, and I just felt like it didn't have the direction and the intention that I really wanted, which is why we are starting fresh with this brand new podcast. And I'm really excited to bring this intention and focus to you so that you have those actionable steps that you can implement into your business. So please make sure to subscribe so that you get every episode in your app as soon as it is published. And I would love to have you connect with me on Instagram. So go ahead and follow me at jess.oconnell underscore. It's also going to be in the show notes if you swipe up and send me a message and tell me your biggest takeaway so that we can connect. Also, make sure to keep listening to the next episode to learn the 10 things that every course creator needs to know. If you want to create your own multiple six-figure business as an online coach or course creator, you definitely don't want to miss this. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you in my next episode.